Hey everyone, I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. You're listening to our Life with the Chapins podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about having an attitude of gratitude. We hope you enjoy it. So attitude of gratitude. Yeah, this is a topic that I am very passionate about, so I'm quite excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It'll be fun to to talk about it. Uh, we wanted to start out by saying thank you to everyone. Um, we just loved hearing all the feedback from our first episode, and it really means a lot to us. Yeah, we really appreciate um, everybody's support and everybody that reached out to us to tell us that they listened and that they um, enjoyed what they heard. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun to hear. Yeah, so it kind of makes us more excited to keep doing this, and we uh, really... Yeah, episode two, here we are. Here we go. We're <laughs> doing it. So, uh, like Chris said, having an attitude of gratitude is going to be our focus of today's episode. I wanted to start off by just kind of putting a quote out there that I heard. I think I heard this originally uh, several years ago in a sermon. And I, I just wanted to stop you right there just to make a quick point for uh, everyone listening is um, these are just from our own experiences and the knowledge that we've gained through our just life experiences and books and things that we've read. Um, so we just wanted to, you know, put that out there as, you know, we're not an expert in this area. It's just based off of our own experiences. Yeah, definitely. And if, if there's something that we say that you can just pick up a little piece here and there and apply it to your life, or if you connect with it, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You ready for my uh, quote? Yeah, hit it. All right. Happy people aren't grateful. Grateful people are happy. I like that. Yeah. Like it's something just to kind of let it like set in a little bit when you hear it. I feel like this is something that we get backwards a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so simply put. Yeah. It just kind of like captures the essence of everything we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of us have a tendency to chase happiness mm-hmm. or think that it's going to be something that's external. Like if this happens, then I'll feel more peace. Or when this happens, then I'll feel happiness. But really it's the other way around. Happiness is something that's going to be internal, and that's what's going to give you that attitude of gratitude. Right, and I I think today's culture kind of has that backwards. For sure. I feel like um, people often chase, and and myself included, Yep. um, you often just hope for something a little bit better or a different circumstance or, I mean— Sure, you can set goals. I'd like to achieve this by this time. That's great. I'm a goal setter. I love doing it. Yeah, I think that's important. But I think that there's another piece to it that you can put your hopes in things that don't necessarily fulfill you. Yeah, or only fulfill you for a temporary period of time. And then you're off to the next thing. Yep, exactly. And it's just like that never-ending chase. And so this that we're going to talk about today is more like the concept of really 
looking around at what you have and finding that internal contentment and being grateful for the things that we have Mm -hmm. because you can feel joy even if you don't have all the things that that you're hoping for or wishing for. Right, right. Yeah, um, something that I'd like to add is um, a grateful heart is part of the foundation of a healthy relationship. This kind of sets the tone for an overall attitude and priorities. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with that. Like, I mean, I think about, you know, what are you bringing to the table? Like, what are you bringing forth in your in your own attitude? Because whatever you're carrying with, like within you and your own heart, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to ultimately be showing up with. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, if you're naturally holding on to a lot, a lot of negativity in your heart, like you're going to bring that into a relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you are seeking um, a grateful heart, then you would bring that into a relationship. Yeah. And I think uh, this type of a concept, it's never too late to try something different. Definitely. If you feel like you're spinning out of control or you just, something's bothering you, it's, it's tugging at you. Mm-hmm. Um, stop. Yeah. Just, you know, turn, turn to pivot. You know, if you're going down a road, just turn the other way. Yeah. It's, and it's just, I mean, a small little, uh, a small little pivot can change the whole trajectory of where you're headed. Yeah. I, I remember listening to a sermon uh, that Stephen Furtick preached where he talked about that. And he talked about, you know, if you're walking in a direction, you don't have to turn completely the other way around. Even if you just make one small pivot mm-hmm. and start walking that way. If you think about like a mile down the road, you're going to be in a completely different spot than if you had stayed on the same path. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it doesn't have to be like this big, bold change. Like you were saying, it can just be like something little mm-hmm. yeah. and it kind of has like a snowball effect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I, I wanted to mention is just like, it's a work in progress, you know, kind of to piggyback off what you were saying. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like a journey but it's a journey that we have to be super intentional about every day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because if you're not intentional about it, like life just takes over and you don't think about it. Right. Um, so we're going to kind of like hone in on some of those details later on in the episode and like give some practical ideas that have worked for us and that might work for other people. Yeah. And I, I think just, just to touch briefly um, real quick, I think something, a concept like this, trying something new, just generate a habit right off the get-go. Just yeah. be, like you said, being intentional. But if I'm intentional and I start to create this habit, it's like brushing your teeth in the morning. You know you got to do it. Brush your teeth. Yeah. You do it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just something yeah. part of your everyday life. Um, so just uh, kind of moving forward the episode here, um, uh, another thing that I'd like to mention, a grateful heart is a form of worship that we called to give thanks, that we are called to give thanks. Yeah. Um, so I got my words mixed up there. So I'll repeat that. A grateful heart is a form of worship, and we are called to give thanks. There are so many verses in the Bible that highlight this, this act of worship and this act of being thankful. 
you can read through scripture and the Bible is just full of verses about thankfulness. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples just to, if you want to look these up and read through them yourself, great. Um, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. I'll give you another one. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. That's Psalm chapter 107, verse 1. And then one last one I'll give you is always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. So those are just a few, just to, to name a couple. But um, I, I think that this thankful heart, this thankfulness mindset had to have been important. Yeah, because you see it <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. And something, you know, that you really start to notice is that they talk about thankfulness no matter the situation. Mm-hmm. Being thankful in good times, being thankful in bad times. Um, you know, I remember, I don't know if it was a devotional I was reading or what it was where I first saw it, but it basically was the concept of like thanking God for your problem. And mm-hmm. that was really eye opening for me because that is like the exact opposite mm-hmm. that you of what we would want to do by nature. Right. Like, you know, if you have a problem, especially if it's like a something really big, mm-hmm. the last thing that you want to really do is feel thankful in that. Yeah, exactly. And it's in that point in time where like that obedience kicks in. Like, we're called to be thankful, and God loves a a grateful heart. Yeah. So the thing is, is, like, I've tried this, and I've tried it with, like, little things because I figured, okay, you know, like, if it's a smaller problem, like, let me try to practice this concept Mm -hmm. because there's less at stake, right? Right. So, like, I've tried to practice it with, like, little things, like if something's wrong with the car or, like, I don't know, something's wrong with my food or, I don't know, I'm late for work. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I try to just practice it with like little things and I gotta say like when I'm obedient in that God just gives me a different perspective over my problem Mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem as big anymore right it's like the whole concept of um what I try and put myself in someone else's shoes yeah um you know uh there's something wrong with the car but I have a car we have two cars exactly and then there's there's somebody that doesn't have a car. Right. Someone takes the bus or rides their bike to work or whatever it might be. Nothing wrong with those things. Yeah. But it just puts things into perspective. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of just gives you like a more bird's eye view of whatever it is that you think is your problem. And right. I've, I'm glad that I've taken the time to practice it with like the little problems because then when we've run into bigger things that are more meaningful or more important... I've been able to better apply that same concept and like still be obedient and giving God thanks. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he's, he's been there for us through those things. I would agree with that. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So one of the things we kind of wanted to like you and I to have a conversation about and just Mm kind of like share, I guess, like an example with people and like some things that have happened to us. Um, So I wrote down the question, is there any specific time or moment when you felt a change or a spiritual shift with this, like this whole concept of having an attitude of gratitude? Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure about you, but like I have a moment in our lives that like just screams that this is when it first started happening for me. Yeah. I I think we're on the same page. I have a feeling we are too. <laughs> um, so for me, I had a major shift in my heart when we lived in the rental house. Yep. Is that kind of the same for you? That's a hundred percent what I was thinking. Um, yeah. So just to kind of like clue everybody in to like what we're talking about, uh, we had owned a home prior to that, um, mm-hmm. that, that we moved out of. And basically long story short, we ended up in this rental home Yep. and it was like a, a t- two family house. Yeah. Two family house. Um, upstairs, downstairs. Yep. So we lived on the downstairs part of it. And then there were people that lived on the upstairs part of it. Um, the landlord didn't live there. Just other tenants lived upstairs. Yes. Um, the house, like it was in an okay part of town, not great, but, um, I mean, the inside was not super aesthetically pleasing. It was super old and run down house. Yeah. Yeah. Really old house. Um, it didn't have like the amenities that we were used to. Like there was no dishwasher. There was one tiny sink in the kitchen mm-hmm. where you could maybe set some dishes a off to the side, like time, yeah. not a ton of space. There was like teeny tiny counter space, no table, um, no washer or dryer. Nope. What else? Um, a single bathroom. Yeah. There two was bedrooms. Two bedrooms. There was three of us at the time. Or excuse there me, were four, four of, of us. us at four the time. Of us, yes. Yeah. So two kids, two adults, two yeah. bedrooms. And I'm pretty sure the first night we spent there, we were, like, up all night because we heard, like, mice in the walls. Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. I mean, I, I just have, like, a vague recollection of that. Yeah. And the other thing is that, like, the people upstairs were, I mean, there were a few different tenants that came in during the period that we lived there, but, like, they were generally, like, a younger couple. Younger party. Like, yeah, having parties up above us and we've got two really little ones like our our we had two kids at the time and they were little like two and not even one probably yeah um so it was it was a big uh change for us yeah to say the least yeah um (laughs) and there were just like there were a lot of feelings a lot of feelings that that we probably both went through while we lived there yeah um, not the greatest feelings probably. No, definitely not. But a lot of lessons learned for sure. A ton of lessons learned. And I really feel like during our time there was when God was just like really speaking to us Yeah. through like the sermons that we were listening to, to like, I think this is when you and I both started to like read the Bible on a regular basis. Yeah. And, like, really have discussions there. We were going to um, attending church every just about every weekend. And if we weren't, we were tuning in online. And Yeah. So it was, like, although it felt like our surroundings were falling apart in our minds, like, internally something was happening. Yeah. And um, you were kind of talking to me earlier. Um, I don't know if you want to share, like, just some of the things, like, you were saying how, you know, you felt like you had pictured a certain thing for us. Yeah. So this, this whole journey with moving into the rental house, um, I felt like 
it was kind of stepping backwards from where I thought we should be heading. Right. Because at the time we were planning on, you know, a bigger house for our family and, you know, that fell through. So we were having to move to a rental. So that was going backwards mm-hmm. and it's a smaller place than we were used to. And so I had all these things in my mind of where we were headed with things and to step backwards, it just, it bothered me. Mm-hmm. But then I started to shift my mindset a little bit when we were there. And I'm, I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to be there. Yeah. Regardless of the experiences while we were there, you know, the house and the surroundings. And I, I almost get uh, a bit emotional. Yeah, me too. Going back to it because of, excuse me, all of what we learned there. Yeah, it was huge. And I take those skills and thought processes and things like that with us yeah we we, to 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 current day yeah we we've carried that with us um and i don't want to like make both of us cry or (laughs) anyone cry really but i mean i might do it um but i want to read like a reflection that i wrote uh when we were getting ready to move out of that house yeah um so i wrote this uh in 2016 and I've held on to it just because I like to reflect and kind of I'm just one that likes to document certain. I'm glad one of us does because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So yeah. for you to write these things down, to go down memory lane and just yeah. have these moments like, oh, I remember, you know, yeah. going and this, through that. And this wasn't like, this isn't something that I like shared with anybody besides you. But, like, I just like to write things down just for our own reflection and to be able to look back at, like, oh, my gosh, look at what God did for us in that moment or that yeah. season or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So here we go. The house that taught us contentment and having an attitude of gratitude. When moving here, we struggled with feelings of embarrassment, frustration, and at times jealousy of others. We had lost all the conveniences we took for granted up to this point. A fenced yard for the dogs, a dishwasher, a washer and a dryer, space and storage, privacy, quietness, and an aesthetically pleasing environment. During our time here, God began to bless us and transform our hearts and minds. We had a major shift of focus and found new perspective and appreciation. We didn't need a change of situation. We needed a change of heart. God always knows and reveals to us what our hearts need, despite what our heads want. As we prepare to move, I feel thankful for this experience and the memories we've created as a family over this past two to three years. Not only is this a house, um, not only is this house a place our kids have grown, but a place we have grown as well. Woo. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yep. Oh, dang, Ella, she's got my eyes leaking. <laughs> dang it. Um, we're okay. But I feel like if we hadn't gone through that experience, the way that we've viewed everything, even up until now, would have been so much different. Yeah, it would have, I, I feel like we would have steered out of control. Absolutely. And like the, I think about it now and, I mean, we have five kids and like the house that we live in currently, we outgrew like three kids ago. Oh, yeah. Like 
we live in a small house that only has three bedrooms, but we've figured out a way to like get creative and make maximize it maximize the space, maximize the space and just make it a loving home. Mm-hmm. And if we had had the same mentality that we had um, before, we would have probably tried to buy a bigger house sooner than we were ready for. And like, you know, gone into debt and, and all those things like where instead we've, God has shown us a new way to look at things. Yeah. And we actually have a, a sign on the wall behind me. That's like a mantra of our house. I'll have Katie read it. Yeah. To you. It says love grows best in little houses with fewer walls to separate where you eat and sleep so close together. You can't help but communicate. And if we had more room between us, think of all we'd miss. Love grows best in little houses just like this. And we have that sign right in our living room, which is the center of the house. And that just, it's just a daily reminder. Yeah. We have everything we need. We do. You know, like, and when, when we are, you know, ready to move somewhere else, like we'll be ready to move somewhere else and kind of take that when we're ready for it. But we don't need to be in this constant rush or chase because God has, has showed us that. Right. Exactly. Um, so let's get practical. Whew, okay. Enough <laughs> with the emotional stuff. We're moving on. How can we put this into practice? Yeah. Um, so these aren't in any particular order, but these are some just things that we've come up with that, that we've done in our own lives, in our own home, that have really helped out. Uh, first one, saying thank you on a regular basis. And it's easy to take routine things for granted. We, mm-hmm. we get that. But even just the simple things, just simple. I asked Katie, hey, could you hand me that blah, blah, blah off the shelf? She hands it to me. Thank you. I could easily just take it and walk away. But I stop and I say thank you. And then I move on. Yeah, definitely. And like something that pops into mind for me is like, you know, I think we all like tend to just like fall into our routines of the day. And like in our house, Chris does a majority of the cooking. So he is typically the person that cooks dinner unless you're not home. And then I have to figure it out and I can figure it out. But like you <laughs> sort of, but you, um, I enjoy it. You enjoy it. Yeah. I don't really enjoy it. It's more of a chore for me. So you've just kind of like, I've embraced that role em- and I just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be really easy for the kids and I to just assume you're cooking us dinner. Where's our food? <laughs> we're going to have food to eat. <laughs> like we could assume that that's going to happen because you've shown up for us in that way, like every single day. Yeah. Um, but we try to make it a point and we're not perfect at this, but we try to make it a point every day when we sit down to dinner to like say, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll usually just be like, thanks babe. You know, something little, it doesn't have to be grand, you know? Right. But right. I just try to, like, thank you for, right. for making dinner. And the kids are really good about it. I'll be like, thanks, mm-hmm. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know, like, just little things like that. Like, tell your spouse thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the other thing, too, is to, like, find something to celebrate every day. Um, mm-hmm. Some days this is going to be really easy. You might have 10 things you can celebrate. And then other days it might be a little harder if it was a hard day. Yeah. It's going to be, you're going to have to dig a little deeper to find something to celebrate. And again, it doesn't have to be anything like super grand or glamorous. Like, I mean, 
you could even just be thankful that you had like a really good cup of coffee. Like yeah, that's the simple things. That's just, I enjoy a good cup of coffee. I do too. <laughs> and if the rest of the day fell apart, but like I can thank God for my cup of coffee that I had, like, yeah, cool. Like that's something we can celebrate right. um, and be thankful for. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we try to do too, like periodically with the kids. Yeah, I think this is like a, a good, something that we we try to do. And we were actually just doing it last night. Yeah. Is um, just promoting thankfulness through dinner conversations. Mm-hmm. So we did an exercise um, last night. We actually, my parents were over and we did an exercise that each person had to go around the table and say something that they enjoyed about that other person. Mm-hmm. And the kids were involved, my parents were involved, my sister was involved. And I think it was a, a really fun exercise. Yeah. And, you know, you can get choked up during it because, like, someone's saying nice things about you. But it just promotes the thankfulness. Like, I appreciate what you do. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, like, the kids, I mean, depending on how old your kids are. They like, get silly with they it. They get <laughs> silly with it. And, like, our three-year-old literally makes no sense. His answers have nothing to do with what we're talking he about. We're talking about an episode of something. And yeah. we're like, wait a minute. What, bring yeah. it back What here. did he say? He's like, I love you because cupcakes and blueberries and snowboards. We're yeah. like. It could be something that we do that he's just naming out of order. You're just but. naming <laughs> random objects. Like, I don't yeah. get it. But I, thank you. I feel loved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really even fully matter if the kids like totally understand what you're doing. Like just the act of doing it is already like in- instilling something in them. Right. And they're hearing it. So they're internalizing something. Exactly. And they'll kind of like grow into it. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we'll do sometimes with the kids, like we, we do a lot of this at dinner time, just because a couple reasons. It's like the one time that we're like all in the same spot at the same time. And we have their attention. And we have their attention, but it's also a good idea to try to facilitate some form of dialogue at the dinner table because otherwise the kids just want to jump out of their chairs and run away and like yeah it it can become mayhem so we feel like if we can like involve them in something yeah then they'll actually stay in their chairs and maybe eat their dinner and engage them in a healthy conversation and sometimes it actually helps them finish the dinner a little quicker yeah because they're distracted <laughs> right, right. Like, oh my gosh did i eat that <laughs> my gosh it's a miracle <laughs> mark this down on the calendar yep everyone ate yeah um but going back to what i was saying um we'll sometimes do like give me your top three highlights of the day like what what was your favorite part about today it's just interesting to see what they come up with right right um and, you know, we, we participate too, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I think that could be like a fun little way um, that you can celebrate something that happened that day. Yeah. And then the last suggestion um, I was going to make would be like journaling for those of you that do like to journal or write things down. And this can look so many ways. Um, I mean, you there's some people that like to journal daily, others maybe weekly or some more just like a seasonal thing. I, I certainly don't journal every day. I'm more like a seasonal journaler, I would say. Like if something, if we're going through a change or going through a certain season of life, I might like write certain things down. But Even as simple as in the notes on your iPhone. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea because that's like right with you. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think like a lot of times when people think about these exercises, like, at least for me, when someone's like, what are you thankful for? I'm always like, 
family, my health, my house, like boom, three. Yeah. But like, I can't continue to say those th- three things like every day. Like those are kind of always a given in my heart and God knows that. Yeah. So I think like, you know, we can, we can do simpler things. We can journal simpler things like in this day or in this season, I am thankful for, you know, mm-hmm. the lake and or. I, I also feel like there's something about having a pen and paper in your yeah. hand. It's like, I feel like once you pick up that pen, it's like you're instantly start like inspired to write stuff down and you just kind of keep it going. Yeah. Sometimes. And, and I really feel like there's so much value to just like journaling for yourself Mm -hmm. and that's between like you and god and your notebook like Mm -hmm. i i mean it's great that that people share and things like that but like sometimes i think it's more like intimate if it's just something that's for you like it doesn't have to be something that you even have to share with anyone right um but those are just like some practical things that we've done that have been pretty effective and um you know, I think like too, in, in terms of like including the kids, yeah, that's something that you know we we really try to do on yeah. a regular basis. Um, so we did want to add like a, a few more um, ideas there. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to give them our list here? Yeah, yeah, we wrote a few things down. Um, saying grace and thanking God at each meal, I think, is very important for a family dynamic. It's just promoting a thankful heart right off the get go, and also, um, you know expressing to to God how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we're we're lucky to have a meal in front of us. Yeah. Um, so we try to make sure the kids know that. Mm-hmm. Um and then like we have a blessing jar. And this isn't something that we use like on the daily or anything, but we have a blessing jar in the house and it comes with like little sheets of paper. Um and if the kids like have something that they feel particularly thankful for or blessed by we'll encourage them to write it mm-hmm. or we can write it for them. Yeah. Um, and put it's it in funny a jar. to see some of the things that they're thankful for. Yeah. But it, it really doesn't matter to us what they're thankful for. It's just the act of writing it down and it, putting it in there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cause as they get older, that'll start to develop more. But yeah. again, it's just like and the, the things they write down will completely change. Yeah. But it's all good. It's all good. Um, modeling a grateful heart, like they're watching us. And like we try really hard to model this for them as much as possible Mm -hmm. um, because kids like a majority of their learning is going to be what they watch and what they see in front of them. Right. And one thing that I like to try and do is if I see something that they're watching that is bringing up a a topic or maybe the, the child on the episode is not as grateful as... I would like them to be, mm-hmm. I, I actually will pause the show and say, hey, time out for a second. Is that how we want to, you know, act or say or, or think? Yeah. Or should we think about it differently? Or a different way about and that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, sh- we should think about that differently. And we'll have like a quick little dialogue. I'm like, all right, go back to back watching to the it. show. Yeah, like, and I, and I like that you do that because it kind of just like draws their attention to it in the moment. Right. And you're like addressing it, like, that's not how we talk to people or like, that's not a great attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, yeah. Um, and, and th- so they can kind of see that in the moment. Right. And it, it's a learning experience, whether it be life experiences or um, something they see on TV. Mm-hmm. 
we all fall short of this. We, you know, we get caught up in the moment. Yep. But it's learning from these experiences and, you know, having the kids alongside of us Mm -hmm. during all of it, they can see how we navigate through it. Like, yeah, my mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah, we messed that up. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've told you before, like, there is something about kids. They just humble you real quick. (laughs) And sometimes, like, you'll see you know, negative traits that you know that you have and you see them repeat it in front of you. And it's like, oh, oh, (laughs) that was hard to watch. Like, but they learned that from me. And that's, wow. You you don't even realize you're doing it. It's, uh, it's almost subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so sometimes like if, if, if they're like whining about something in particular, like, you know, and I can be like, what the heck? Like, why are we whining about this all the time? You know? And then I think to myself, well, like, was I whining today about stuff? Yep. I sure was like, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, it just makes you, it's like turning around the mirror and -hmm. it's like, Oh, yep. I gotta, I gotta (laughs) adjust. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Yeah. they keep you humble for sure. We got a bit of a a challenge for everyone, don't we? We do. (laughs) Um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So it's the bracelet challenge, um, and then this is something that I learned during like a, I don't know what would you call it, like a course. Yeah, it yeah, was it was almost like a a women's night where you just kind of just tuned in to like a Zoom call, and there was you know yeah people brought up some different topics and just you know some things to gain from it. Yeah, and so it's called the bracelet challenge. Um, I think it's also in um, the book. What's it like to be married to me? I think she talks about it too. Yeah. Um, that's a really good book for anybody that's interested. I think it's written like mostly f- like for women, but so anyway, the bracelet challenge, women and men can do this. You can use anything like a uh, rubber band, rubber or band, hair tie, one of those like rubber bracelets, something that you don't have to like unlatch and like make, fumble around with to get from one wrist to the other, like something that you could easily take on and off. Yeah. Um, but what you do is as you're going through your week this week, Anytime that you notice that you're having a negative thought or complaining about something, you're going to identify it. You're going to take the bracelet off of one wrist and move it to the other wrist as kind of like a physical act of like, I'm acknowledging this and I'm moving it to the other wrist and I'm replacing my thought with something positive. Mm -hmm. So we have a few examples just to give you so this makes sense. Um, Do you want to read the first one? Yeah. Um, unloading the dishwasher. So I, I hate unloading the dishwasher. You know, th- I, I, I personally don't mind it, but yeah, but that type of act, it, it could be a burden, especially yeah. if you got a lot of things and going if you're on. You're thinking to yourself, ugh, yeah. this is the worst. So instead of thinking that, see, thank you, Lord, that I have a house with a dishwasher and running water and electricity. Yeah. Just like that. Like it changed your mindset from like, uh, this is annoying. I have to unload the dishwasher to like, wow, I have a dishwasher yeah. and we didn't used to have a dishwasher. Right. So I will happily utilize it. Yeah. Um, the next one, uh, getting gas is such a pain when it's raining outside. Instead, I might switch my bracelet and think I am so grateful that I have a warm car that runs and money to pay for gas. Yeah. And then the last one. <laughs> this laundry never ends, which in our house, truly, it never ends. Literally never ends. <laughs> um, but no. instead of that, 
uh, thank you, Lord, for healthy kids who play and are messy eaters. And I thank you for the little feet that fill these socks. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, I mean, just that, like it just, it changes your perspective. Like, yeah. you know, we can, we could grumble about the dirty laundry or be thankful that we have five kids that wear this laundry and make it dirty. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so those are just some examples like, and this is stuff like we, we all deal with daily. Like, you know, you're, you're going to run into things throughout the day where you're just like, Ugh, or, you know, you just, you have a tendency to complain about it or whatever. Just try this exercise, change the bracelet, acknowledge it. Mm. The whole purpose to it is to just increase our awareness of the things that we're thinking about. And more than that, the things that are actually coming out of our mouth. Yeah. What are we saying? Yeah. Um, and can we flip it? Yeah. So we got some final thoughts for everyone to kind of chew on this week a little bit. Um, gratitude begins where my sense of entitlement ends. Ooh, that's a good one. We're not entitled to anything. Nope. If we keep that in mind, it changes the way we view and approach things. Yeah. I mean, that's, you said a mouthful there, like <laughs> entitlement, my gosh, like we are all guilty of this. Oh yeah. Like we just expect that our car is going to run and that the computer is going to work and like, yeah, you know, all these things, none all of it's guaranteed, none of it is guaranteed. And the sooner we can recognize that and not expect it, it's mm-hmm. going to change our outlook. Yeah. Um, and we may not get as frustrated than if we were wrapped up into thinking this is guaranteed, like I'm entitled to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a slippery slope for sure. Um, another one would be your attitude sets the tone and thermostat of your home and your work. What are you communicating to the people around you, especially to your spouse or close loved ones? Yeah. And then I think we had one more. Yeah. Um, no joy without contentment. You you will have no joy without contentment. Yeah. And, and that's whether you have a little or a lot. Look for the good in everything. Yep. That you'll, if you look, you'll find the good. It's What's that whole thing? Like, whatever you look for, you'll find. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for the negative, you're going to find it. Yeah. But if you're looking for the positive, you're going to find it. Right. What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. I want to look for the positive as much as possible. Yeah, 100%. And I don't... Negativity drives me nuts. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, like, we're, we're not perfect at this, and no. we all mess up. And But I think, like, if you can be more aware and be more intentional, yeah. you can choose positive Yeah. as much as you want to. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's yeah. kind of kind of up to you. But, I mean, I hope everybody enjoyed that discussion like this is one that gets me like all fired up and i like it too um i don't know because it just like it's so impactful and i feel like it made such a big change in our hearts um all those years ago that that we still carry with us yeah and this is an area that i think like we're going to continue to walk in and grow in like forever like i don't think there's an end i don't think there's a point where you're like well I've mastered it, you know. I think it's yeah. like a constant thing. Yeah, we're always learning and always growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we have a, a fun little. Um, we're, we're calling it a segment 
we're going to try and do at the end of each episode. We didn't do it in the first one because we were introducing ourselves. Yep. Um, but we're going to try and do this, and we want to include all of the listeners in this. So what we're going to do is it's called Take It or Leave It. And we're just going to simply name three things that we can take that we like mm-hmm. and three things that we can just leave it. We don't want anything to do with them. Do without it. Yep. We can, we're okay with not having these three things. And uh, what we're going to do to include everyone is to, we're going to post a picture. Um, we'll post a picture of the two of us. Okay. Sounds good. And we, what we want you to do is to find the picture of the two of us on our Instagram or our Facebook page. You can just search Life with the Chapins. Uh, Life with the Chapins podcast, I believe is what it is. Search both. You'll find one or the other. Yeah, it should pop up. Yeah, it should pop up. Um, but I want you to find us and comment below the picture that we post and comment your tickets and your leave it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And since it's summertime, I thought it'd be fun to do ice cream. Ice cream sounds good. Okay. I just have a question for you. Okay. What's that? Can we, are we assuming that neither one of us have allergies? Yeah. No dietary restrictions. No intolerances. <laughs> right. This our is just. Insides don't want to be on our outsides. Like we just, we can yeah. eat whatever ice cream flavor wise we, we would want. prefer to eat. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That changes some things. All right. So I'll give uh, my top three that I thoroughly enjoy. Okay. I'm ready. Number one. Chocolate. I like Boom. anything chocolate in, in general, but chocolate ice cream, top of the list. You're going to add sprinkles or just straight up chocolate? Sometimes if it's soft serve, I'll even add chocolate sprinkles. Oh, chocolate on chocolate. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fiend for chocolate. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's my number one. Number two, chocolate chip cookie dough. Mm. Love it. Yep, that one's a good one. And my top th- or my third one would be maple walnut ice cream. Yeah, and that one has well, obviously is is uh, was it hard ice cream? Hard ice cream, yeah. I'm wasn't sure of the terminology. I'm not much of a <laughs> ice cream guru. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably because your body doesn't accept ice cream well. It but, doesn't. No, um, no. This is fun though to yeah. assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, going back to yeah, uh, you the younger used, version of Chris. Yeah, you used to order that quite a bit. Yeah. That was kind of your go-to hard ice cream. Yeah, and you know, don't send us any hate mail for these, but my three leave it's. Any fruit flavored ice cream mm-hmm. does not belong in ice cream. Count you out. Count me out. Uh, my second mint chocolate chip ice cream. Mm-hmm. No. no, mint and chocolate do not belong together. I use mint to brush my teeth. I don't <laughs> want it in my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is technically not ice cream, I think. Okay. But I'd say anything sherbet. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, okay. That doesn't belong in an ice cream store. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll <laughs> but that's just me. Okay. I'll get to mine, but I have a comment. Okay. All right, you ready for mine? Yeah. All right. So, number one, haven't been able to eat in years, actually, but panda paws. A couple things I love about it. Number one, pandas. I love pandas and everything that has to do with pandas. So naturally, I would love panda paws and in my ice cream. this goes back to when you were little, right? Yeah. yeah. I've always loved pandas. Like, yeah, my bedroom was just full of pandas. <laughs> um, but panda paws. Okay. Number two, um, I just tried it recently, actually. It was like a vanilla cherry swirl. 
Oh, like a twist or? It wasn't a twist. It was like the main base of the ice cream was vanilla. Okay. But there was like a cherry swirl that ran through it. Interesting. Yeah. It's like. Sounds gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there's fruit in my ice cream. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. And um, I think it's probably specific to this one ice cream place. I don't know. I've never had it before, but yeah. it's made my top three now. Well, good. <laughs> and then the third one, I guess you're not going to really be happy about either, but um, it's called a very, berry twist. Again, mm. specific to like a certain ice cream store. No can do. But <laughs> it's like, ha- this one is a twist. Okay. And it's red raspberry and black raspberry twisted. Mm. It's delicious. Okay. My leave it, number one, I'm going to agree with you on the sherbet. Sherbet. Sherbet? How do you say that? I think it's sherbet. Sherbet. No? <laughs> I don't think I it don't has know. a French twist. <laughs> <laughs> I put rainbow sherbet because I don't know. Sherbet is gross. I just it's not great. <laughs> but there was a real there was a long period of time that I was allergic to dairy. And the only way I could participate in ice cream outings was to get sherbet. So basically you were miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't yes, miserable, <laughs> but oh man, when I outgrew that allergy, like, Hallelujah. oh man, that was amazing. <laughs> I got to like, have normal ice cream again. Yeah. But the thing is, is I pretty much just order vanilla if I'm, if yeah. I'm being real. Like well, that's, that's just a classic flavor yeah. that everybody enjoys. Yeah. I assume. I, I think so. Hey, if you don't like vanilla ice cream, you can let us know. What's weird is I didn't put it on my top three, but that's like. Pretty much, like, exclusively what one. I yeah. order is <laughs> <It's> vanilla <laughs> with rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm living in a fantasy land without the allergies. I think that's... Yeah. I got distracted. Okay. That's all right. Um, number two, I don't know if this is considered an ice cream... I guess it's really not, but I think they sell it at ice cream places. Is like that Italian ice stuff. Yeah. I don't I, know. Not yeah. interested. No. Nope. And then my third one, I don't want hate mail from you or anyone. I'll let it slide. I okay. think I know what you're going to say. Chocolate. Mm. You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with chocolate. Like, I like the taste of chocolate, but, like, it's, like, too much. I'm more of, like, a vanilla base. There's no such thing as too much. With chocolate sprinkled (laughs) into it. Like, I just, I don't want all that chocolate. I agree. That's all right. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at with stuff. Um, So, we want to hear yours. Yeah, we want to hear your responses. So, go to the picture of us. And uh, comment your top three, and you can tell us your leave it's too. Um, we'd like to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, we want to thank everyone for joining us this week. It's been a lot of fun. Um, please consider subscribing. I, I, we don't want you to miss the next topic. We yeah. got some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we hope everyone has a great day. We love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs>